Bring joy to the DIYers on your gift list by shopping Lowe's and at prices that'll bring you joy. Like your choice of a Cobalt 24-volt max brushless drill or impact driver kit for $99. Help them expand their workshop with Cobalt Mechanics tool sets, ranging from essential sets to those with hundreds of tools. And the gift of a Cobalt tool chest is perfect for storing all their tools. Order online or via the Lowe's app and have gifts delivered or pick them up curbside. Valid through 1224, while supplies last. Selection varies by location, U.S. only. and welcome back to a new episode of the Boyfriend Proof Podcast. This is your host, Monica Asmi. I'm so happy to have created a platform for everyone to share their stories. I have a great lineup of guests who are ready to share their hashtag Boyfriend Proof story on this podcast. And before I introduce our guest for today, don't forget to follow Boyfriend Proof Podcast on Instagram if you want to be a guest on the next episode. And you have a relationship story that you want to share, please send me a DM. Or of course, if you want to stay anonymous, you can send me an email of your story to read on the show. My email is boyfriendproofpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to have you guys on my show. So today on the podcast, we have a very special guest. Her name is Sarah Moore. She is the host of the TBD Adult Podcast, where she talks about life in your early 20s and adulthood. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Monica. I'm so excited to be here. We had already um, connected via my podcast, but I'm super excited to be on here and share my story. Yes, I'm so excited. Yeah, thank you so much for being on the show. And for everyone who's tuning in, I was actually on Sarah's podcast not too long ago, and we talked about confidence. So if you haven't checked that out, you can find her podcast again at TBD Adult on Spotify. So Sarah, before we get into it, do you want to share a little bit about yourself and your podcast? Yeah. So a little bit about me. I am currently a senior at San Diego State University where I'm studying communication. Technically, I am a junior, but um, based on credits, I'm a senior. I'm graduating early. have no idea what I'm doing with my life. Um, (laughs) I feel like most seniors who are like getting ready to graduate in the whole like thought of being on your own is slightly scary. That's kind of where I am in my life right now. Yes. But yeah, so I have my podcast, as Monica said, TBD Adult. And I started this podcast about two months ago now. Um, I had actually worked on a podcast for San Diego State School of Public Health for a year prior to this, where I did like the sound mixing and editing. Um, I learned a little bit of post-production. Now I'm getting into like co-hosting on there as well, like sometimes. But after that, I literally just fell in love with the whole process of having my own podcast and like everything that went in behind it. And so I knew that I eventually wanted to start my own. And a year later, here I am with my own podcast. So if you want to hear about my life stories and everything else in between that comes with being in your early 20s, you can check that out at TBD Adult. I also have an Instagram page and um, yeah, but anyways, we'll talk about that later. Yes, I love it so much. It's so funny because we're like so much alike. We're literally, we both study communication. So like, I totally like feel you on that and like trying to do like creative things on the side, Mm -hmm. like a podcast. So like, we are like basically the same person. So One in the same, yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, I love it so much. So I know we were talking earlier and you said that you were in a five-year relationship that later ended. So take us back to those past five years. What happened? What went down? Great, great story. (laughs) (laughs) My ex-boyfriend and I, now ex-boyfriend, yes, (laughs) um, we, (laughs) we had started dating my sophomore year of high school. So in a sense, we were college or college. We were high school sweethearts. And we like, so how it pretty much it started was freshman year of high school. There was this boy who I thought was just so cute. We weren't friends. Like we didn't have really any mutuals either, but like I knew who he was and I think he knew who I was too, but like never really crossed paths. Mm -hmm. Well then sophomore year of high school on the first day of school, I saw that we had class together and I was like so pumped. And then as the day goes on, I realized we had a second class together. So (laughs) I had gone home that day. I told my mom, I was like, mom, it's going to be a good year. I have so-and-so in my class. And she was like, oh, you've been saying he's cute for so long. Well, anyways, so the first week of school, obviously they do like unassigned seating in your Mm -hmm. classes. Like you're still figuring out like your schedule and everything like people are changing in and out of classes blah 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 so since we didn't have assigned seats yet I saw that there was an open seat next to him in our math class and I decided to be ballsy and I was like hey um you know next class you should save me a seat next to you so we can sit together (laughs) dang So I ended up asking him to save me a seat. And from there, the rest was history in a sense. We ended up dating for, like you said, five years. So it was through sophomore, junior, senior, and then two years of college. Mm -hmm. So one of the really cool things about our relationship was literally we were that friend group in high school where everybody in the group was dating each other. So like my best friends were dating his best friends. So like, I always joke and say that we had the friend group that like the TV shows would be about because like everybody was connected in some way. Right. But yeah, honestly, that's one of the things that probably made our relationship super fun was because we were able to like, in a sense, share it not only between us, but like with other people in our friend group as well, because like they had their relationships and like we were all connected. So yeah, we ended up breaking up in May of this year. So during quarantine, which I feel oh like gosh. everybody's love lives went to shambles during quarantine. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, that was that was the deal. <laughs> How did you feel like overall in the relationship? Were you just mostly happy and fun or was there always something off about it? I think in high school, and maybe this is just my experience, but in high school, you are obviously still figuring out yourself and Mm -hmm. what you like and who you are and everything along those lines. So for a high school relationship, honestly, we had a really good connection. I felt like we integrated our lives like really well. Like we did a lot with each other's families. Like we were really close. It was a pretty like, in my opinion, I felt like we had a relatively mature relationship because of that like I felt very happy with it like it was it was good obviously like as you get older you start figuring out a little bit more about yourself and what you want for your future and stuff like that and honestly we just weren't aligning in the same way anymore which absolutely nothing wrong with that like it, it's one of those things that happens you know mm-hmm. I think for both of us like 
super busy with, he was super busy with school. I was busy with school. His career path and my career path kind of weren't going to be aligning um, everything that we wanted and like where we wanted to live. Like that wasn't aligning either. So in a sense, it was just like better for us to go our own way. And it was, it was a very mature decision. I think on both of our parts to know that both of us needed to do what was going to be best for us. Right. So Yeah. So it was more of like growing apart, but like growing apart in like a positive way because you both were growing up and learning more about yourselves. Yeah, I definitely feel like because of our relationship, like obviously being with someone for five years, it really shapes a piece of who you are. Mm -hmm. So obviously along the way, like you start, like I was saying earlier, you start figuring out bits and pieces of yourself that you probably weren't seeing before when you were 15, 16 years old. And now at 20, 21 years old, you start seeing those things. And it wasn't like we were distance as people, which I mean, granted, our last two years of our relationship, we did long distance, which is very hard. Yes. (laughs) And it wasn't like it was a long distance an hour. It was eight hours away. So right. Yeah, it was a decent amount. But like, So yes, physical distance between us. But no, I don't feel like we were like growing apart purposely or it was like avoiding or stagnating or anything like that. It was just like us becoming our own people and working in a direction that was going to be best for each of our own lives. And so it just kind of happened that way, you know? Right. It wasn't like left on a negative note because you both were very mature about it. And I barely hear high school relationships like in a mature sense. So that's very interesting that you say that. But being in a relationship for like that long, do you think personally it was easy to detach from your person or that person? Because I know it's like every day of like five years, you know, you're talking to this person, you see this person, you hang out with this person, you share all these moments with that person. And then suddenly you have to detach. Was it easy for you or was it hard? Um, That's definitely a loaded question. But <laughs> like, for instance, I feel like I am one of those people who I really love having close relationships, whether that is friendships, romantic, however it may be. So like I said, being with someone for five years, like you get used to having that person around. You are so close in so many ways that you don't even realize until you are actually separated from them. Mm-hmm. And so in a sense, it was really weird and hard at first for me to realize like, oh, okay, um, we're, we're not together. Like we can't turn to each other when in those times in which we normally would have. So I think the hardest part for me was was detaching in the sense of letting go from the idea of having someone there with me. So it wasn't more so like the actual person, but more so like the idea. The idea. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, like, and also you're just, you're, you're in a relationship, you know, you're so used to it too. And then you're suddenly you're single. So how was that period of being single? And like, and then when did you decide to like casually date again? For me, I honestly like getting back into the dating scene was weird. 
Um, I think because when you think about it, how you quote unquote date in high school is so different than dating now. (laughs) Like, like I said, like in high school, I literally was like, hey, save me a seat. Like, right. A couple weeks later, here's my honey biscuit. Like we're together. <laughs> no, yeah. it's it's not like that in the real world. And so I think that honestly was like the weirdest adjustment for me. And I didn't really understand like cat. I mean, like I understand the concept of casual dating, obviously, <laughs> right. but like actually participating in it, it was very strange at first. I like the whole process of like getting into it. I mean, like now I would definitely say I'm casually dating fine but like at the beginning I was just like what is this uh what is going on what are dating apps uh how do I connect with people who are these men (laughs) like right and it's like when you start talking to them I'm like I don't know how to talk to you literally (laughs) literally (laughs) and it's like it's so funny they ring up like high school like love it's it's so interesting because it's like you sometimes like as a girl too like some people don't have confidence you're like hey Mm -hmm. I like you or like there's like weird things that happen where you tell your friends that you have a crush on somebody and they tell that person or their friends and like all this weird stuff that happens but like like there's a middleman in every high school relationship (laughs) and it's your best friend that's who it is (laughs) yes that's I just think that's like the overall vibe in a relationship in high school but then Mm -hmm. when you are older it's not like that and it's like oh no I have to do all these things myself Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's really like I feel like I'm a relatively confident person like I don't mind putting myself out there and possibly facing rejection because like in my mind the worst thing I'm gonna hear is no and no's not gonna hurt as bad as I really think it is so for me like that wasn't scary but it was like actually the whole process of like re-getting to know somebody because after five years you like I said you really do know somebody their ins and outs like unlike like anybody else and so trying to start that process over again with somebody else is so weird and it's like oh like I'm gonna tell you a story about blah 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 and it's like wait have I told you this before no because you're (laughs) in person but it's like I don't know. It's it's just this whole strange process of figuring out like this is a little bit about myself. Like how far do I really share with this person? Like what am I going to let myself give into? Like I don't know. And just receiving that back in return and like figuring out what you like from people and what you don't like. I, it was just, it was an interesting process to say the least. <laughs> Yeah, and I know when people were in long-term relationships in the past or they just broke off with like a relationship with someone and then they go back to dating, they mm-hmm. have this period where, you know, it's weird, uncomfortable and strange and they yeah. want to go back to something that they know. Were you mm-hmm. ever that person where you're just like, "Oh my god, this is too much for me. I can't." Like I kind of miss my ex during this time. I honestly, I don't feel like I missed him. I missed more so the comfort of having someone. Right. Just because, like, again, I I knew what both of us were doing was what we needed to do. And I think that was, in a sense, comforting, um, knowing that, that we were both living our own lives. We were going our own ways, going our own directions. So that made it easier not to miss the person. But it's funny that you actually say, like, you go back to what your comfort 
like your comfort levels are. I was having a conversation with one of my friends and she was saying to me how like uh, in a lot of relationships, when you get out of them, you kind of look like at least at the beginning, you look for people that you're interested in who are somewhat similar or resemble your past relationships. Mm-hmm. And she like we weren't specifically talking about me in this sense, but we were just saying in general how that's really common that you go to look for things that you're used to because it's like you you understand it, you know it, you can like in a sense connect maybe a little bit more with it. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's it's hard to adjust to like you, like you said it. It's very like cuz you're still trying to navigate everything and like there are some strange characters that you see on um mm-hmm. dating apps. So like when you started going back to the dating apps and the dating world, what were like your emotions? Like w- do you have any funny first date stories or conversations that you had with people that you wanted to share? Oh, do I have stories for you? <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely have had some very interesting first dates. I think one of the biggest things that I like had to first understand is just because you have good conversation over <laughs> messages does not mean it's going to carry over in person that way. Yeah, I didn't realize because I feel like I, over text and stuff, I'm relatively similar, like kind of high energy. There's a lot of exclamation points all the time. Yes, I do the same thing. <laughs> or like type in all caps, caps to make it seem yes. like you're screaming to like make it seem that you're fun. Yes, literally. <laughs> but I think that was one of the things that I had to like come to terms with. And so going off of that, I'm just going to share a couple. Yes, please share. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so my first ever date going back into the dating field was off of a Tinder date. Mm -hmm. Um, It actually was really like, it went really well. It was, I think it was a good way for me to like break into like dating again. But like, After the first one, I don't know what happened, but (laughs) it just all went downhill. So I had a date with a guy who, very nice, was like a nice person. We had easy conversation. And maybe this is just me. But I feel like if you are asked out on a date and they pick the location and they pick what you're doing and they're the one that asked you out, then they should pay and vice versa. Oh my God. I have so many thoughts about that. (laughs) Literally, I literally like actually like I don't understand. Like you ask me out Mm -hmm. and it's like, it's like this weird pause after when the check comes and it's like they look at you and then they, and then I'm looking at them and you're just like, okay, are you going to like what's happening and then they kind of like like go through their wallet as if they don't have money or Mm -hmm. anything and you're just like okay this is stressing me out here I'm just gonna pay Mm -hmm. and then they act like I don't know it's just like this I don't even know what happens and you're just sitting there like so confused it's just like what just and you're looking at them like was this not a date that you asked me out on because why am I pulling out my wallet for something that I didn't plan (laughs) And also, I've seen so many TikToks recently where, like, the guy asks the girl if, like, they're coming over. And if they say no, then they split the bill. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, what? 
no it's a no from me (laughs) I don't understand that but yeah anyways going back to your story (laughs) so I this guy had asked which we had been talking he had asked me like what I wanted to do and I had like mentioned going to the zoo which the zoo in San Diego is very expensive it's like I want to say tickets are like around $60. Yeah, so, I've yeah, seen all the is... celebrities like going there mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, this looks bougie. The zoo is so nice. Like all the animals like you can tell are like well taken care of. And yeah. anyways, but like it's a super nice place to go. Mm-hmm. And it's huge. Anyways, so we end up going and even though, okay, granted, yes, I was the one who was like, because he had asked me like, what are different things that you want to do? And I was trying right. to think creative things and I was like oh the zoo dinner blah, blah, blah you know yeah so he ends up picking the zoo we end up meeting there which was so he didn't even he didn't have to pick me up for the date in the first place mm-hmm. um so we meet there and we get in line to pay for tickets and in San Diego your dating experiences on dating apps you are it is it's just gonna happen you are going to be full of military men like those are your options <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> there's so there's so many military bases in San Diego that like you can't you can't escape the military men so he was a military guy and (laughs) (laughs) military men or and women military personnel people get into the zoo for free which I knew that we're standing in line we get up to the window to pay uh he shows them their military id he gets free he goes to pull out his card to pay for me and as a polite human being, I just wanted to offer to pay for myself because mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like most people do, even if it's a empty offer in a sense, you're still yeah, offering yeah. just for politeness. Yeah. So I was like, oh, like I can pay for myself. It's not a big deal. He goes, OK, great. <laughs> Puts his card back in his wallet. And here I am, which thank you so much. I got the 10% military discount for being with you. Um, But I had to pay like $52 to go on this date. And I was like, not even like you didn't even offer to like split it with me. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, why did you take me on this? Actually, I took myself on this date. Literally, literally, (laughs) literally, I paid for myself to go. So I mean, other than that, like he was a really nice guy, but I mean, we didn't go on a second date after that because I was just kind of like, no, that like your first date's kind of supposed to be your time when you put on a little bit of a show. You're trying to be the best version of yourself mm-hmm. that you are. And if the best version of yourself couldn't even front the date, I don't know. <laughs> Did he try to pay for food or anything else? No. No, no way. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So that Gosh. one, yeah. He was a nice guy, so maybe he was just nervous, didn't realize that I wasn't being genuine, but I don't know. But that one honestly wasn't that bad. But this one, this one was an interesting one. Our first date. So this guy picks me up. We're going to Boba. And then he said he was going to take me on this like scenic drive in San Diego. And I was like, okay, like whatever. He picks me up, does not even get out of the car to greet me, which at least for me, one of my like red flags, pet peeves, whatever it is, mm-hmm. like now when I first start dating guys, is if you don't even have the courtesy to greet me for the first time that we are meeting, there is not going to be a second date. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, yeah. So you're like, a little if, old fashioned a little bit, I guess. Well, like I've never met you and I'm getting in your car and I'm True. trusting you to drive me and 
you're not even gonna get out of like just stand outside of the car to greet me true true I don't know like just for safety reasons because I think in a sense that's slightly sketchy behavior if you're not even I don't know but that's just my opinion so he takes me to the boba place he paid which was nice nice But as we go to get out of the car, the way he parked near the sidewalk, it was slightly slanted and the curb was high. I slowly open the door knowing that it is slanted. He goes, watch the door, watch the door, watch the door. And I, in my head, I was like, first off, why are you yelling at me? Second off, I'm opening this car door as gently as I can. And third off, if it's really that big of a deal, come open the door yourself. <laughs> Literally, what the heck? Yeah. Oh my God. So, Not the yelling. <laughs> no, I was like, what is what is this? <laughs> so we go on the date to the boba place. We come back out. He's like, okay, so do you want to go on the drive now? And I was like, are you asking me? Are you like... Otherwise, are you just going to take me home? Like, I don't know. We were only in the boba place to literally go in, grab the boba and come back out. So I was like, what was our date going to be five minutes? (laughs) So we go on the drive and in the process of getting to this like scenic route, we drive past like some type of sports car. It was like red and flashy. So we start talking about that and just like little bits about like, oh, like, would you ever drive one? Like, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. stuff about. Yeah, stuff along those lines. And I have a picture on my Instagram. So for everyone listening to this, you can look at the outfit that I'm referencing. But pretty much what it was was just like a little, like a shift slip dress type of thing. Um, Very muted tones, browns and blacks Mm -hmm. um, over a white t-shirt with white tennis shoes. So a very casual outfit is what I wore. He made a comment about how, oh, I could see you driving a sports car. And I was like, oh, why is that? He was like, well, look at you. You're wearing a flashy outfit. Oh, my God. and I was like, you did not just say that to me. I'm like, first off, I'm just wearing a dress over a T-shirt. And second off, that's not very polite to say to someone on a first date. So right. needless to say, um, there was not a second one. <laughs> do you get turned off really easily by little things or do you just like just kind of feel the overall vibe and you're just like, nope, nope, no second date. Nope. I feel like I'm like both because if you do something that I on the first date already bothers me, it's kind of like, you you know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't know if I could continue putting up with it. I know that probably sounds super high maintenance and stuff. But at this point in my life, after having been in a five year relationship, I feel like I really know what I do like and what I Mm -hmm. don't like. And if it's one of those things that I don't like, like, I'm not going to force myself to possibly go on another date with this person just because I'm like, oh, well, maybe you should give them a chance. It's like, no, if I don't, if I don't like them, I'm not going to force myself to kind of try to like them. You know what I mean? Right, right. No, I, yeah, I definitely agree with you. Yeah, it's like, and also you just like feel, I know a lot of people like are waiting to see or feel that spark. Mm -hmm. Like everyone's like, if there's no spark, then I'm not going on a second date. Yeah, If I'm because like my other thing is too, if I feel like I am having to front the conversation, like I'm hiking up a hill with a heavy backpack on and that's how (laughs) it feels that I'm like working to have a conversation with you, then it just doesn't work. Like obviously we're not vibing and like I I prefer if conversation conversation is flowing and it's easy to talk with this person, like then maybe I would give it a second chance if there was like 
like a little something that bothered me or whatever but if it's both of those like something bothered me and conversation was bad like it's a (laughs) no-go Oh my god, true. And then like after you go home and stuff, do they like text you like, oh my god, had a great day? Or do you ghost them or do you tell them, you know, straight up there's not going to be a second date? I feel like when it's a situation where you like you leave. Well, also the other thing with that other guy, he didn't. So the second story that I Mm -hmm. told you, when I got out of the car to leave, he answered a phone call before I even got out and didn't even say bye. You're lying. No. Yeah. So that was one of the things that I was just kind of like, okay, like that was tip of the iceberg. Like, no. (laughs) Dude, this is so bad. (laughs) Yeah. No, it was really bad. And he literally, when I went back, he sent me a message saying, hey, everything okay? Uh, Had a really fun time. I'm like, the fact that you had to ask, is everything okay, shows that you obviously knew that something was off with the date, like that it was weird. So (laughs) I don't know. Um, But no, I don't, I don't personally like the idea of ghosting. I just would rather be straight up with the person just because I know how it feels to be ghosted. (laughs) So yeah, I don't know. Like, I'll tell them just like, hey, like, I don't think we're looking for the same things. Like, I had a really nice time, but I just, I don't want to give you the wrong idea. And then oh, that's good. at that, yeah. Very mature, very classy. I love it. Thank you. I try. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever get like stood up on a date before from like a guy? Yes. <laughs> it's just like, I've done it all. <laughs> I've been there, done it, seen the world. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, um, I had actually gone on three dates with this guy and he was supposed, so we were having like just a few people over, like, I think we had like two people coming over to like watch a movie and like drink or something. And so I had invited him to come and he had told me, he sent me a text at like six o'clock or so saying that he would be there around 8.30. 8.30 comes, haven't heard from him. He never read my last message. So I was like, okay, what the heck? Sent him another message saying, hey, like it's what time are you coming? It's like nine now. Never reads it. So I was like, okay, like did something happen? Because he lived a little ways away. So I was like thinking, oh, God, did he get in a car accident? Like, oh, he's thinking the worst. Yeah, literally. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to send him one more text at 930. And if I don't hear from him, then it's whatever. Send him another text at 930. And I'm like, hey, like, we already like are halfway through the movie. Like, what happened? (laughs) (laughs) Never reads it. Then the next day, like, I'm just like on Snapchat responding to people. And I see that my like previous messages to him now say pending. Oh my God, the block delete. Yes. Then I go to look at our text that had already been delivered. They're now green. So he blocked my number, blocked me on Snapchat. And then I looked on Instagram just to be like, "Mm, might as well check the trifecta if it's Snapchat, (laughs) text, and Instagram. Yeah. I was blocked on there too. (laughs) Oh my God. And I have, like, it was so weird because, like, we had gone on three dates. Everything was completely normal. Like, he was literally texting me fine that day, literally hours before he was supposed to come. And then. That's so weird. I hate people who do that. It's like, what? Like, what happened? Literally, I was like, what? I'm so confused. Like, at that point, like, just make up an excuse being like, oh, like my dog died I can't come like I don't know (laughs) men 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 so like after all those dates 
Like, what did you learn about yourself? I definitely have learned that I am a very forward person, which I kind of knew that before. But now that like doing the casual dating and stuff, I feel like it's made me become even a little bit more forward just because I'm one, putting myself out there Two, if something's not going the way that I like it, like I'm going to be vocal enough and mature enough as a person to let the other person in the situation be aware of what's going on. And then two, I really learned that what I like and what I don't like. And having dated someone for five years, like obviously you're used to that one person. So it was figuring out like what I was going to want for like my, not even just like a long-term relationship, but just like getting to know somebody again and knowing that like, okay, I, I like when somebody does this or I don't like when somebody does that. And I think mm-hmm. that was also just like me figuring out for myself that I'm able to make those choices and decisions on my own because it's it was really weird like being on my own in a sense, having been with someone for so long. So it was also finding my independency and truly embracing it and being happy with it and like my decisions. And I also started doing a lot more for myself and focusing on myself and what I liked and what I wanted to do for myself to be happy, which was really nice. So I feel like during my singleness and dating, like that's what's really like I've really figured out for myself. And do you think that was like a very fast process or was that just a slow process for you? I think at the beginning, honestly, um, was the hardest part. And it's still an ongoing process, like still figuring out what I like, what I need to do to make myself happy. And But like, obviously, I'm in a million time better place than I was at the beginning because like obviously all breakups are hard but for the most part I would say it's a long journey it's it's a journey and a process rather than a destination yes I love it and I love that like you're in a way better place we love to hear that yes (laughs) I know that like COVID's still a thing so like Mm -hmm. where are you in the dating world right now oh (laughs) single (laughs) yeah um definitely single open open to possibilities open you know but yeah definitely covid friendly socially distanced making sure people um aren't sick don't have symptoms like you're not going around them and stuff like that but and wearing masks wear masks people um (laughs) but yeah um definitely single figuring out the world focusing on myself but also open to possibilities. (laughs) Yes. Well, I'm always sending you good vibes and I hope you meet the one very soon. (laughs) Oh, wouldn't that be crazy? (laughs) Yeah, I know. And I know a lot of people always say, you know, things, good things come within time and everything happens for a reason. So, you know, I guess. (laughs) So I know that you also, when we were talking to you always um, said like, you're learning about the idea of like never settling. Mm -hmm. What does that mean for you? So not to sound stereotypical, but like when you think of the person that you want to be with, for myself, I think that's somebody who is very kind, very empathetic, compassionate, 
open-minded because I want to, I, I like to pride myself. I feel like I'm very open-minded and like, I want someone who's the same, someone who's adventurous and willing to like take risks with you and share new experiences and journeys. And just like somebody who's going to be goofy and fun and happy to be around, but also you could turn to when you need that shoulder to cry on, or you need that rock or stability. And for me, never settling is wanting to be with somebody who checks all those boxes for Mm me. And I feel like I don't want to like put aside the things that I want and the things that I know that I need in a relationship just because of like, maybe this person's like really attractive or they have a lot going for them, blah, 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 blah. But like, Those things shouldn't matter if they don't meet all the things that you truly need in a relationship to be happy and to make it successful and work. So like I know that those are the things that I want and I'm not going to settle until I get a person who really does meet that and make me happy and I can in return give all those things back to that person. So yeah. Right. So it's a good balance of knowing what you want and what they want and then just kind of meeting in the middle. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I totally agree. And I feel like a lot of people try to compromise, I guess, when, mm-hmm. you know, they don't fit all the boxes. They're like, oh, it's okay. Maybe they'll change one day. Oh, God. <laughs> I honestly feel like that is one of the worst mentalities to have because you can't expect like going into something, expecting that this person is going to change who they are just because you want them to. Because that's not a very fair expectation when you think about it. If the situation was reversed and that person was looking at you in the relationship that way, like how Mm -hmm. would that make you feel knowing that there's something about you that this person wants to change and wants you to be different for them, not for you, but for them. Ooh, good point. Um, wow. Yeah. I never thought of it that way. That's very interesting. Yeah. So I, I personally, if there's something that doesn't fit in my, like it doesn't work for me, then I know like that's just not the person for me, you know? Yeah. And I love um, your kind of mindset too. Like you're very straightforward. So you're going to tell that person it's not working and not like Mm -hmm. drag them along. So I think that's like really important. I think way more people should do that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I definitely do too. Yes, I love it. So while we end here, do you have any advice for people who are dating around and like learning about themselves all over again? Honestly, keep an open mind. For me, uh, one of the things that like was kind of hard for me was, again, missing that comfort of having somebody there. Mm -hmm. So I think once you realize that you are stable and secure and okay with being alone, that's when the right person might come along just because of the energy that you're putting out is the energy you're going to receive in return. So if you're happy, secure, and stable, that's the kind of person I feel like you're going to attract. And if that's the kind of person you want to be with, then I think that's the right time. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like 
having to which there's absolutely nothing wrong with acting looking but at the same time like I feel like you have to be happy with yourself before you can try and give that to somebody else there's a quote that I really like it's I'm not looking for somebody to make me happy I'm looking for somebody to share my happiness with wow right love it me too it's one it's one of my favorite quotes and when I think about dating around and advice that I have to give, that's the one quote that if you take anything away from this episode, take that with you. But yeah, so focus on your own happiness before you worry about trying to give that to somebody else. Yeah, I honestly think that's so important because like also if you just got out of a relationship and you're still like depressed and like you haven't worked on yourself too and you're like mm-hmm. dating around like ruining other people and like because misery loves company yeah <laughs> so like if you go around because you're miserable and you're just like depressed and then you're dating around and you're talking to people to make them feel that way too like that's yeah. not healthy at all no not at all if you want to be in a happy relationship make sure that you are happy with yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And if you want to keep up with Sarah, her podcast Instagram is TBD Adult, and you can listen to her podcast on Spotify and her personal Instagram if you want to look at that one outfit that she talked about. <laughs> you can find her personal Instagram at Sarah R More 282. And I'm so happy you came on the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I have so many awesome guests coming up to share their hashtag boyfriendproof story. So stay tuned for that. And if you or someone you know would like to be on the show to share your story, shoot me a DM on my Instagram at boyfriendproof podcast. And we'll be back soon for another boyfriendproof story. Goodbye. This year, The Home Depot is improving how we do the holidays, starting with our Holiday Gift Center. Find great gifts for any doer and the best prices of the year just for you. Like the top-rated Ryobi OnePlus Drill Kit and the Dewalt Atomic Drill Kit. Get easy in-store pickup or even easier home delivery. The Holiday Gift Center, in-store and online. And Black Friday prices now through December. Gift-giving improved from The Home Depot. How doers get more done. U.S. only, while supplies last. See store for details.